Hello, welcome to 25 Cents, an Apple Arcade podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick. Each episode, we'll be talking about the Apple Arcade games we've played, what we keep coming back to, what we think might be great games to check out if you've got kids, and preview upcoming games. And you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on the web at goodstuff.fm. Hello, Nick. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, episode eight feels like we've kind of cleared some of the the initial podcast hump. Although ten will be like the big round number. Yeah, ten's the round number. I think that everybody aims for. But yeah, it feels like the the initial like is this going to go somewhere? Are we going to keep doing it? Hump is over, anyways. Uh, and uh, and now we're and now we're just waiting until the inevitable pivot to a Nintendo Switch podcast. But otherwise, <laughs> we're still yeah, going. Yeah, people keep link like I've been seeing links for the like the ten dollars off Switch light, the Animal yeah. Crossing Switch skin. There's there's a lot of Switch stuff going on out there. And I'm like, no, no, I don't need that. Yeah. I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does not. And that's like we so we are this. We'll just do a two minute Switch corner. Somebody set the timer here, but the. We have we bought Zelda and uh, Mario Kart, so that's those are two games you can just go to anytime, obviously. And and if there's nothing else happening, the kids go, and especially with friends over, Mario Kart comes out. Um, but then also like we were, we requested a whole bunch of games from the library, and they've been sort of slowly trickling in because um, we can borrow video games from the library here. And so now we just this week we just got Mario Party finally, which was one of the ones we kind of wanted to try earlier. Um, and and so now it's like the kids kind of sense this is like the moment where they can like pitch more screen time to the parents because we're all kind of going to have fun together it's not just like you know some Fortnite shoot 'em up kind of game it's like for the family and so <laughs> they've been playing that card pretty hard this last week so hence my grindstone mario mario party was one of those games where i i never had a nintendo in that air er, in those eras but i all my friends did and some of them had mario party but i could never convince them to play because i think they thought it was kind of like oh it's a boring board game uh kind of game but i i always loved it uh, also the source of my worst video game injury i i gave myself a massive blister doing one of the mini games <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah, i think on some friends nintendo 64 yeah. injury being a relative term but to video games but yes. yeah yeah <laughs> all right so last week we decided to play uh grindstone and uh, I don't really know how to describe it exactly. I was trying to do that a little bit on the stream beforehand in terms of what kind of game it is. It's kind of like we've you've, you've referenced like Bejeweled and sort of a matching game, like where things fall down and you kind of have to match them. But it's also this kind of weird, like you're going through it in a in a pattern or an order that you decide to go through. And, and that affects the gameplay, obviously, just much like any other game where things fall as you remove them from the, the board effectively. But it's all sort of uh, covered in a skin of uh, an old warrior guy trying to like fight his way to the top of a mountain, hence the grindstone, I guess, and and collect grindstones along the way. Um, and so for me, again, Mario Party asterisks <laughs> issue with my time <laughs> aside. What I loved about this game is the it's again another game that's really colorful, really visually um appealing and interesting to look at and uh animations and things that are just like lots of fun my my character when he's down to one heart looks like exhausted tired like he's had this heavy workout and he can barely like hold his sword up and things like that um and and yeah all sorts of fun animations as he goes around swiping these zombie whatever alien guys 
uh, in the game when you send them on an attack uh, and and visually or audibly sorry uh, also really fun and, and interesting as well to the point of again like many of these games for me it's a question of can I actually turn the sound on because as soon as I do the game is going to attract three other humans who want to <laughs> also steal it from me <laughs> and uh, and so I've I'll confess I've gone through I think I, on the stream there I was like five fourth episode fifth episode something like that or no, episode <laughs> too much podcasting uh fifth or fourth level um of the one the first sort of bigger level i guess or whatever and you can you can shed more light on it because you've been playing this game for a little little longer than i have so what what's yeah. your thoughts you've some thoughts so i think this was one of the launch games and you know it, it immediately jumped out at me as like oh this is going to be kind of a, a mobile puzzle game that i'll really like um it it's a it's like a nearly perfect mobile game right because there's no there's no timers there's a lot of interesting variations between the levels so the the way the levels work is each level you have to open a door the condition to open the door is different by level and then the levels are in groups of 15 sort of um, at the end of which there's sort of a, a the 15th every 15th level is sort of a special boss that that has some different unlocks and there's a theme where they introduce, you know, new kinds of obstacles or new kinds of monsters that interact in different ways. So later in the game, there's acid pits, trap doors you have to activate, uh, little caves that bats will fly out of and try to hit you, and, and spear throwers, various, various variations on the same core mechanic of chaining as many colors as you can. And to the sound point, um, I think it's if you get maybe more than 15 or more than 20 critters in a chain he kind of starts he goes like ah, and the music picks up and it's like this <laughs> swelling like super fast attack and he speeds up the animation like it it's very exciting and each level takes you know depending on the level five or maybe ten minutes depending on how many of the unlocks you go for um in addition to clearing the door you can uh, there's a guy with a crown who shows up and um, a treasure box. And if you unlock both of those, you get more bonus items. And then there's, I don't know, do, have you gotten into the the sort of between level stuff that happens in the inn yet? No, I think that had just appeared uh, when I was just playing now. I saw like the inn was an option to go to, uh, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't dived into that part at all yet. Yeah, so there's some light RPG elements. So in the inn, you can spend grindstones to recharge your health if you've if you've lost a level or, or gotten some hits in during the level. But you also, as you collect all these different items, you can use them to craft new weapons and new armor, um, weapons, shields, and armor. And so you can, between any level, you can go to the inn, and once you've crafted one of those items, you can, you can change your loadout uh, on any given level. Uh, you can have, there's three slots, so you can start to get into kind of the strategy of, oh, you know, this weapons bonus is really useful on this kind of level, or this particular shield is really useful. Um, I tended to keep the loadout pretty much the same once I had unlocked certain items. Um, I kept, I think, jump potion, spiky shield, and regular shield, <laughs> and I wasn't really using any of the special special weapons. And that, so that that lets you do things like, well, I can end my grind next to a critter who's on fire and not take damage for that turn. So there's a lot of that kind of strategy that I really enjoyed of not just can I do the best chain, but, you know, in this level I have these resources to use. Can I can I get through it without, you know, taking too much damage? Or even in some cases, take a point of damage, 
because this turn I really need to complete this bonus and then I'll and then I'll still be okay to complete the level. Right. And is it uh, how many levels would you say or like how far into the game would you be roughly like either in minutes or levels or whatever kind of progression makes the most sense? Before you start getting into that element? Well, just in general, like the I'm sort of wondering, like the long term, does it does it get kind of like the mechanics of the game seem to keep the stay generally the same, but they kind of add little extras to each kind of level or style or, or like yeah style of level um but your the core of it is obviously the same game over and over the sort of puzzle that you're trying to unlock and get through the level is that it obviously doesn't uh, from the sounds of it doesn't get boring to you you're not like tired of it because you've i mean presumably you've kept playing it <laughs> yes yeah i have uh i've i've beaten all 150 levels now i haven't collected all three bonuses and all the levels but i'm i'll probably go back and and do that um yeah i think it's you know, I, I know a lot of there are a couple of other big tech podcasters out there who you keep talking about threes. You know, many many years later, and they keep going back to it. And I think this has the potential to be one of those kind of games where even clearing all the levels, the core mechanic is to me exactly the kind of like casual, relaxing mobile puzzle game that I want. Um, so it is the the boss levels that come every fifteen do have some variations. Like you have to do something like maybe kick a bomb or activate a trapdoor when the boss is standing on it kind of thing. Right. So there's some variation there. You're not just doing the chain, but the the core is still, you're you're doing those chains to, to clear things. Yeah, actually that uh, threes is a really good comparison to the the sort of like the, whatever, the, the dopamine hit <laughs> maybe that this yeah. kind of game hits for you. Like as it's, the mechanics, like I said, doesn't, doesn't change, but the the sort of puzzle unlocking better combinations and how high can you get and all that kind of stuff is like a fun thing to go back to and and uh, could certainly see in terms of like our would you finish it game or would you finish it rating, I guess, for this game is um, you said you'd gotten through all 150 levels and so and there's still an interest in going back. And I think that to me, too, is like uh, a good measure of like how fun this game is that you would want to go back and keep unlocking it obviously if you hate that kind of game style then this isn't for you um right yeah i mean this is very much just my style of mobile game generally i mean i think if i look at my game folders on my phone going way back um you know it's more of this style of puzzle game um i think one of my very first app store purchases was the old trism which was was a game you know similar to this you're sliding little like triangles around and matching colors uh, the I think the thing that is interesting to me and, and why I brought up threes in comparison is it's there's no timer. Yeah, you know you 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 can look at and kind of plot out your move for kind of as long as you want. Um, obviously, there's depending on the current board setup, there's only so much you can do, but that that is a a nice uh, a nice element that I really like and. The the switch flip side of that is with the the levels. The longer you stay on the level, the more dangerous it gets, which I mm. think is an interesting mechanic. I don't know if you've run into that yet. Yeah, the, the sort of like the the attacky guys or whatever the mad guys who are going to attack you if you land near them, kind of get more angrier and angrier and animated. Obviously, like visually, but obviously they're they're more animated in their anger. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's kind of this like there is that pressure in terms of the big bigger picture of the game of that particular level, but not like the urgency, like you have to decide right now what to do that I definitely appreciate. Like, so if you're playing it, an interruption comes up, 
you have to go leave the game for a while or whatever, you're not like lost to whatever the level is and, and you know, you have to start all over again kind of thing, which is, I appreciate too. Um, and I want to touch on something you just said, like in, in your description of it, like a nearly perfect mobile game. And um, I think that's an interesting one to unpack a, a little bit, I guess, just in terms of, and you alluded to how it's kind of like a perfect game for you too, for your style of gaming. And, and I think the, it's, it's why something like a Bejeweled, which is similar in mechanic to this game is so popular. So insanely popular and variations like that, because it is just, you can very easily pick this up. I mean, you might get a few looks if your sound is on and you're standing in the grocery store line, I guess, and <laughs> playing a, a level of this versus something like Bejeweled. But uh, with definitely with the sound off, it's easy enough just to like pick away at a little bit of it. And when it's your turn to pay for your groceries or at the DMV or, or wherever you happen to be, uh, it's an easy one just to like put away and not have to like mentally store anything in your brain about the game. Um, and, and jump back into when you have a chance again later. So, yeah, I guess when I, when I say mobile, what I'm referring to is that kind of, um, snackable gameplay. Like you don't, you don't have to start playing with the expectation that you're going to have to do a session, right? It's very drop in, uh, each piece that you want to complete is going to generally going to be a short couple of minutes to several minutes. Um, and then you can stop again, um, so it's that that's how the game <laughs> in terms of people shoulder surfing, uh, I will say with like you said, with the sound, it's um, it's definitely a slightly gory, squelchy kind of game because you're chopping up these little critters. So I have not uh, let my six year old watch me play this one. It's like I said, it's mostly a been a bus activity. So he um, I think it's, it's a little I mean, everything's turning into like little animated, cutely animated meat chunks. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> so I think I think for now at least he I would I would consider that a little on the young side for him. Yeah. It reminded me of there's a I forget what the game is called now. It's like Meat Something, Meat Boy, Super Meat Boy, where like you're yes. basically a piece of meat trying to make it through a factory essentially and not get, you know, splattered by the blades and et cetera. And like the animation style is similar to that and even sort of like the frenetic action that goes on when once you do your move. Um and yet, yeah, it's like it's very cartoony, but also I was like, oh my my seven-year-old too, like if I was showing this to her, she might be like grossed out by it or, you know, have like, even though it's yeah very minimal, it's not, I wouldn't call it a gory game by any measure, but yeah, it does have a few little graphical and sound cues that if the right or wrong imagination got a hold of, I guess could stick. So, well, so, so one thing that happened maybe a month or so ago, they did a game update where, at the end of the level, if you've beaten the the critter with the crown, you're supposed to tap on him several times at the end of the level to, like, knock him out, cut him up, take the crown, right? But they added a skip button, and if you hit that, you get a kiss sound effect, and he disappears in a little puff of smoke with a heart. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that was, you know, f- people felt bad, like, yeah. smashing the guy or, or what. <laughs> Because it does kind of, when you think about it, he kind of comes off as your your guy, your character, the the warrior guy, kind of comes off as like a, a brutish, you know, bully almost, like going through and smashing and stomping all these little, <laughs> little colorful things that uh, some of them are almost a little cute, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they're sometimes angry and on fire or whatever, but or, yeah. or armed. <laughs> we need a support group for what what are, what are the things called that you're killing and smashing and whatever? Are they like aliens or what is it? I forget what the mechanic is. Ah. Uh... I was calling them critters, but now I don't, I don't recall. 
at any rate, maybe at the end of the stream here, if I have time, I'll play a little longer, play a little more of it, which we can open up. So in terms of uh, the finishing, I think we we both have said, I mean, you have finished, I guess. So that answers that question. I, I can see myself going back to, to wanting to finish it over. I, I'm not in a hurry to do it, but over time anyways. Right. And and then replayability, I feel like, too, you had mentioned briefly, sort of like, you know, there there is a bit of that where you can go back and figure out better ways and also like getting more awards that you didn't get the first time. So I don't know if that's replaying or going back to finish it still, depending on how you quantify that i guess in your mind uh with <laughs> whether you can check it off as finished even if you don't get every single reward or or whatever but it definitely has a bit of that replayability just like threes would or, or similar games where you can go back and just get a higher score or get a even though you've beat the level or beat the beat the entire game yeah i mean i guess it's not quite an endless game like a threes where it's sort of the same thing and you go as far as you can because because each level you know has a specific thing you can beat but I'd be curious, you know, maybe they'll add levels later. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, and and also it took me, what, I guess basically four months to slowly, casually play through it and actually beat all the levels. And there were a couple of levels where I was really stuck or I didn't realize what the, what the trick was as they introduced new mechanics. So it took me a few tries. Yeah, and that's, that's what's nice. It doesn't kick you back far or whatever in the game as far as what i've seen so far anyways if you mess up on a level your guy your guy dies you just start that level over again right or is it is there anything later on that kind of punishes you more for not getting it right yeah you start the level over and early on i had sort of grindstone supply problems in terms of you know being certain i could like replenish my rechargeable weapons and and health between levels but once i was a couple of worlds in i was always earning enough grindstones to you know, ha- have the opportunity to have several tries on any given level without running out of supplies. And normally we'd have, right now we'd have Kids Corner, but I thought we'd skip that and maybe add in a little Apple TV Corner, which is an ongoing discussion here on the show of um, wondering and waiting for some sort of new Apple TV on the horizon because it has been a little while. And uh, so you spotted or heard rumor, I guess, of a, some new hardware that might be coming soon. I don't know if you want to summarize the... Yeah, so the iOS... Uh, 13.4 betas came out for developer access, and that includes, of course, iPadOS, tvOS, watchOS. And uh, there's people now who dig into these uh, the libraries that come with the OS and look for strings and clues, and uh, you know they find things like little tiny drawings of device images that will be used in you know, the the finder to indicate what's plugged in and be like, aha, new phone or that sort of thing. But what they found was a, a code for a supported TV device that is not known. So the assumption is that must mean that they are starting to test this software on some new hardware internally. Yeah, it looks like nothing in terms of a bigger, better processor as far as what they're tying this hardware to and the A10 Fusion chip in the current Apple TV 4K maximum resolution likely would still remain at 4k which i mean that's lots for most of us I yes think. hdr support and then um so i mean the, yeah i don't know what there isn't anything really that it needs to have i think the biggest thing holding i don't know about you but and maybe i'm just cheap but the biggest thing holding the apple tv back i feel like is you you talk to anybody who's like straddles the world of apple and the regular world of chrome and windows and whatever and it's just it's too it's too expensive compared to a chromecast or uh, uh amazon fire device related devices and um and so it's just kind of like why why would i bother spending that much money on a thing that locks me into apple 
and their ecosystem when I could get this other thing that works across browsers and all sorts of stuff. Um, it's, right. it's just a hard sell, like uh, a nonprofit I'm helping with. They need a presenter kind of, you know, device or whatever in, a, in one of their lecture rooms. And I can, I mean, I could, I could probably fight for like an Apple TV to be there, but then six months down the road, someone comes in with their windows box and they want to send a stream to that <laughs> and use it as off the projector. Well, you have to manually like connect to the projector right. instead of using the Wi-Fi. There's no, no airplay for anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, and that's a whole nother issue besides the gaming stuff that we're touching on here, obviously, but uh, at $200 or, or I'm not sure what it is in the States exactly, but you know, it's double, triple, quadruple, even the price of some of the other streaming things that give you the ability to do a lot of what it is. And it's nice Apple thing, but yeah. So because I know for me, if I was, if it was a hundred dollars for sure, I would have one by now. If it was even one hundred fifty, probably Canadian. I'm speaking, so U.S. dollars that might be a little less, but a little less. Um, yeah, it's. I would probably have one by now of the current model, uh, but it's just kind of like to justify it. Even with Apple Arcade, is still a bit high for me. How about you? Yeah, I think. I mean, that's sort of where I'm holding off is, and if it is still very expensive, I think I would stick to like we said last time. You know, maybe thinking about something down the road for a Catalina Mac that becomes the the platform for playing the sort of controller based games. Because like when we played Inmost and Lego Brawls, you know, I was using the controller, but I was using it on a tiny screen, and that was definitely a mismatch. Like it, it really feels like it needs that device hooked up to a big screen. And so, yeah, there's something about the way, and maybe it's just a timelines thing, like like there's been a lot of discussion about how Apple being on this annual cadence of phone hardware as their largest driver is kind of messing with their ability to deliver other things in sync. And so, you know, they wanted to make 2019 the year of services. So they are launching Apple TV plus and Apple arcade, but the other timelines for the other components like new Apple TV hardware weren't lined up for whatever reason. And uh, probably team availability and, now, you know, it'll trickle out maybe over the course of this year. Um, so I, yeah. I'll certainly consider it depending on price. Yeah, I think one, 179 US is the entry-level Apple TV, 32 gig one it looks like, at least on apple.com. Um, yeah, because it kind of gets into that, like, I could buy an Apple TV or I could save a bit more or whatever, budget a bit more and have like a nice iPad that is also effectively a bigger screen for some of the game stuff, but also, you know, like portability and things like that. So... Anyways, that's where the, <laughs> I know there's like the Apple tech world that kind of just buys the latest whatever that Apple puts out and, and happily reports on it, which is, is a fun world to live in. But the rest of us in the real world where it's like, I, we have like a certain budget for gaming <laughs> or devices in right. general. And uh, I can't just, yeah, go crazy on all, all the things, even though as I look downstairs and think, why do we have a switch and an Xbox? <laughs> Yeah, I've, I'm becoming that. Well, I mean, that you accumulate better. them over time. It's a little different yeah. than uh, getting the the thing that's incrementally better every single year. Yeah. So, um, but I'm excited to see what they do. I I just hope, like, I just hope it isn't slightly better hard hardware to justify the same price point. I think would be a mistake. That's in the long run. I feel like is, and obviously, there's plenty of people, uh, whatever, the punditing about Apple over the, on the web. No shortage right. of that, but I just feel like there there is a missed opportunity to hit a little lower price point and uh, and get into more homes. I think would be would serve them well, just especially now with Apple TV Plus and Apple Arcade and that whole package that um, you can use that box to basically sell those services with. 
So, and I think they'll have to kind of maybe rethink their storage of uh, size and pricing because, like you mentioned on a on a previous episode, um, some of these games are weighing in at a gig or two. And you wouldn't really want to be in a situation where you get that entry-level Apple TV, it's 32 gigs, there's some system space, a couple of videos, and now you're looking at, oh, I can have maybe 10 games installed at once, maybe 15. Uh, so that wouldn't be a very good Apple Arcade experience, even though it's trivial to you know, download and reinstall yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. it's just interesting. The, the Switch, I think, is a 32-gig device. And like, um, it's kind of a funny one where or 64, I can't remember now. Um, but it it does allow for like an external uh, SD card or, yeah, SD card, I think is what, mini SD or whatever it is that you can plug in for extra storage. So you can have games that you download because you can buy them on in the cloud, obviously, or, or still the little mini arcade, I want to say disc, but it's like now like just a tiny little con- cartridge basically that you right. use on the Switch. Um, but Apple doesn't have that presumably, or at least I don't think they have any sort of external storage options for that. And so for the Apple TV, um, and but they've never really been clear on why someone because they have a 32 gig and a 64 gig they've never really been clear up until the arcade I guess why you'd want 64 instead of 32 gigs of storage and so that maybe becomes a little clearer but yeah sit down to watch a movie and you go to play it and there isn't enough space because your kids downloaded Minecraft or whatever games on the Apple Arcade <laughs> and it doesn't create for make for a fun family experience but yeah and I wonder too if they do a controller bundle but I guess we'll just have to wait and see yeah uh, all right. I think we can probably like, that's the summary of, of every Apple TV discussion. It's like, we'll just have to wait and see because yeah. nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. For next time, the game we're going to play, I'm going to keep playing, uh, keep playing Grindstone. But, uh, one of the games we talked about previously that we're going to put on our list for next episode anyways, is called Pilgrims. And it's this, well, I'll just read the description. It's a playful adventure game created by the team behind Machinarium and Samarost. I think I'm saying that right. Roam the land as you please and make new friends, share a laugh with your fellow travelers and help them complete their little stories your way. How many different solutions can you find? So um, it looks visually, I haven't seen video of it, uh, trailers or whatever yet myself, Just but visually it looks really interesting and really fun uh, to play. Nice sort of animation, hand-drawn animation style. And then the sort of puzzling, I would guess, of like machinarium and, and things like that so um any thoughts before we head off into the world of pilgrims yeah so i i tried it briefly and played like a couple of the puzzles uh before kind of setting it aside because um i got stuck on one and then just never revisited but now i have a new motivation to try and get a little farther in it um you know it's it's like any sort of classic point and click adventure game um i think there was the difference is like you're kind of the way you manage your inventory is a little different and we can dive into that after we play some more. I, I haven't touched it now in a couple months. Okay, cool. Yeah, that uh, looks like fun. And uh, so we'll touch on that for next episode. So play along at home if you want. And also let us know if you've got, uh, do you have an Apple TV? Are you playing Apple Arcade on your Apple TV ever? How is that working? And or are you holding out for an Apple TV upgrade like we are? You can uh, send us a tweet at uh, twitter.com slash 25C Arcade is where you can send us a tweet. Let us know how you're making out with Apple Arcade. What are your faves? What are, what are some games we should cover in the future that you've really dug into that we haven't touched on yet? And uh, yeah, but in the meantime, thanks for listening to 25 Cents, our Apple Arcade podcast. You can find me on Twitter. I'm iChris. And you can find me on Twitter and most everywhere else as UltraNerd. That's N-U-R-D. And you can find 25 cents wherever you listen to podcasts. Of course, be sure to check out our Patreon, goodstuff.fm 
slash Patreon or patreon.com slash good stuff. Either one will work. And uh, join us there if you want to access our Discord or Minecraft server, which um, that's something that's not on Apple Arcade, unfortunately, is Minecraft. But I <laughs> uh, don't see that ever happening <laughs> unless Apple pays a millions and millions of dollars to Microsoft to hand that over. But seems unlikely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and also our Twitch channel, which is the main place we live stream, usually twitch.tv slash GSFM is where we live stream. You can sign up to be notified when we go live for the show, but also other stuff that we happen to stream from time to time, including trying out uh, some Apple Arcade games periodically. So thanks for listening. Hope you have a great day. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>